hello and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor SF Walker. I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today we look at the molecule of more. How a single chemical in your brain drives love, sex and creativity and will determine the faith of the human race by Daniel Lieberman and Michael Long. Under the right circumstances, pursuit of feel-good dopamine activation became impossible to resist. Some scientists christened dopamine the pleasure molecule and the pathway the dopamine producing cells take through the brain was named the reward circuit. The reputation of dopamine as the pleasure molecule was further cemented through experiments with drug addicts. Dopamine, it turns out, is not about pleasure at all. Dopamine delivers a feeling much more influential. Understanding dopamine turns out to be the key to explaining and even predicting behavior across a spectacular range of human endeavors, creating art, literature and music, seeking success, discovering new worlds and new laws of nature, thinking about God and falling in love. Dopamine activity is not a marker of pleasure, it is a reaction to the unexpected, to possibility and anticipation. As human beings, we get a dopamine rush from similar promising surprises. The arrival of a sweet note from your lover, what will it say? An email from a friend you haven't seen in years, what's the news going to be? Or if you're looking for romance, meeting a fascinating new partner at a sticky table, in the same old bar, what might happen? But when these things become regular events, their novelty fades. And so does the dopamine rush. And a sweeter note or a longer email or a better table will not bring it back. Reward prediction error. An error in our forecast of the future. Maybe we get to leave work early. Or we find $100 more in checking than we expected. That happy air is what launches the dopamine into action. It's not the extra time or the extra money itself. It is the thrill of the unexpected good news. In fact, the mere possibility of a reward, prediction, air, is enough for dopamine to swing into action. The division is so fundamental that separate pathways and chemicals involved in the brain to handle peripersonal and extrapersonal space. When you look down, you look into the peripersonal space. And for that, brain is controlled by a host of chemicals concerned with experience in the here and the now. But when the brain is engaged with the extrapersonal space, 
one chemical exercise is more controlled than all the others. The chemical associated with anticipation and possibility, dopamine. Things in the distance, things we do not have yet, cannot be used or consumed, only desired. Dopamine has a very specific job, maximizing resources that will be available to us in the future, the pursuit of better things. From dopamine's point of view, having things is uninteresting. It's only getting things that matters. If you live under a bridge, dopamine makes you want a tent. If you live in a tent, dopamine makes you want a house. If you live in the most expensive mansion in the world, dopamine makes you want a castle on the moon. Dopamine has no standard for good. It seeks no finish line. The dopamine circuit in the brain can be stimulated only by the possibility of whatever is shiny and new. Never mind how perfect things are at the moment. The dopamine's motto is more. Dopamine is not a pleasure molecule. After all, it's the anticipation molecule. To enjoy the things we have, as opposed to the things that are only possible, our brain must transition from the future-oriented dopamine two present-oriented chemicals, a collection of neurotransmitters we call the here and now molecules, or the HNNs. Most people have heard of the HNNs. They include serotonin, oxycotin, endorphins, your brain's version of morphine, and a class of chemicals called endocannabinoids, your brain's version of marijuana. Dopamine got the nickname, the pleasure molecule, based on experiments with addictive drugs. The drugs lit up the dopamine circuits, and test participants experienced euphoria. It was pretty simple until studies done with natural rewards. Food, for example, found that only unexpected rewards triggered dopamine release. Dopamine responded not to reward, but to reward prediction error. The actual reward minus the expected reward. That's why falling in love doesn't last forever. When we fall in love, we look to a future made perfect by the presence of our beloved. Wanting or desire flows from an evolutionary old part of the brain deep inside the skull called the ventral tegmental area. Dopamine desire circuit evolved to promote the behaviors that led to survival and reproduction, or to put it more plainly, to help us get food and sex and to win competitions. It is the desire circuit that's activated when you see the plate of donuts on the table. And it's activated not by the need, but by the presence of something attractive from the evolutionary or life-sustaining standpoint. Dopamine makes us want it right now. Doesn't matter if we're going to like it or if we even need it at the moment. Dopamine doesn't care. Dopamine is like the little old lady that always buys toilet paper. It doesn't matter if she has a thousand rolls stacked in the pantry. Her attitude is you can never have too much toilet paper. So it is with dopamine. But instead of toilet paper, dopamine urges you to possess and accumulate anything that might keep you alive. Strengthen the ability to transition from dopamine desire 
to H&M liking here and now. In no case though is there any guarantee that the things we so desperately want will be things we will enjoy having. Wanting and liking are produced by two different systems of the brain so we often do not like the things we want. The dopamine system involved to motivate us to survive and to reproduce for most people there's nothing more important than staying alive and keeping their children safe. These are the activities that produce the largest dopamine surges. In a very little way, large dopamine surges signal the need to react to life and death situations, take shelter, find food, protect your children. These are tasks that hit the dopamine system hard. What could be more important? The goal of the dopamine system is to predict the future and when unexpected reward occurs to send that signal that says pay attention it's time to learn something new about the world in this way circuits bathe in the dopamine become malleable they morph into new patterns new memories are laid down new connections are established remember what happened says the dopamine circuit this may be useful in the future what is the end result you do not get surprised the next time reward occurs. When you discovered the website that streamed your favorite music, it was exciting. But the next time you visited the site, it wasn't. There's no longer any reward prediction error. Dopamine is not meant to be an enduring reservoir of joy. By shaping the brain to make surprising events predictable, dopamine maximizes resources, as it is supposed to do but in process by eliminating surprise and extinguishing reward prediction error, it suppresses its own activity. But addicted drugs are so powerful that they bypass the complicated circuitry of surprise and prediction and artificially ignite the dopamine system. In this way, they scramble everything up. All that's left is a knowing craving for more. Drugs destroy the delicate balance that the brain needs to function normally. Drugs stimulate the dopamine release no matter what kind of a situation the user is in. It confuses the brain and it begins to connect the drug use to everything. After a while, your brain becomes convinced that the drugs are the answer to all aspects of life. Feel like celebrating? Use drugs. Feel sad? Use drugs. Hanging out with friends? Use drugs. Feeling stressed, bored, relaxed, tense, angry, powerful, resentful, tired, tired, energetic? Use drugs. In scientific terms, when the dopamine system is at rest, it fires at a leisurely three to five times per second. When it is excited, it zooms up to 20 to 30 times per second. When an expected reward fails to materialize, dopamine firing rate drops to zero. And that feels terrible. That's why a dopamine shutdown makes you feel resentful and deprived. The hedonistic paradox states that people who seek happiness for themselves will not find it. But people who help others will. Altruism has been associated with greater well-being, health and longevity. There's even evidence that helping others slows down aging at a cellular level. Researchers at the Department of Bioethics at Case Western University suggest that the benefit of altruism may be derived from deeper and more positive social integration, distraction from personal problems, 
and the anxiety of self-preoccupation enhanced meaning and purpose in life and a more active lifestyle. The problem is that dopamine and HNN, here and now transmitters, generally oppose each other, which creates an either-or problem. People who support government assistance program for the poor, a dopaminergic approach, are less likely to give an HNN report approach and vice versa. Dopaminergic people want the poor to receive more help, while HNN people want to provide personal help on a one-on-one -on -one basis. In a way, loss aversion is simple arithmetic. Gain is about a better future, so only dopamine is involved. The possibility of gain gets a plus one from dopamine. It gets zero from HNN because here and now is only concerned with the present. The loss is about the future, so it concerns dopamine. It gets a minus one. Loss concerns HNN too because it affects things in our possession right now. So HNN gives it a minus one. You put them together and gain equals plus one, loss equals minus two, exactly what we see with the brain scans in the wagering experiments. Fear, like desire, is primarily a future concept, dopamine's realm, but the H&M system gives a boost to the pain of loss in the form of amygdala activation tipping our judgment when we have to make decisions about the best way to manage risk, to provide or to protect. In the end, the fundamental obstacle to achieving harmony is that the liberal brain is different from the conservative brain, and that makes it difficult for them to understand each other. Because politics is an adversarial game. This lack of understanding leads to demonization of the other side. Our worlds of fantasy can become narcissistic havens where we are powerful, beautiful and adored. Or perhaps the worlds where we are in control of our environment, the way a digital artist controls every pixel on his, on his screen. As we glide through the real world, half blind, caring only the things about we can put to use, we trade the deep oceans of reality the shallow rapids of our never-ending desires and in the end it might annihilate us. I rise in the morning torn between the desire to improve the world and the desire to enjoy the world. This makes it hard to plan the day. E.B. White. Please do help out. It is easy. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Subscribe to my channel. Stay up to date and the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read. Never stop learning. Thank you. Love and respect.